Press coming to you, not live. The season is over, but Gabe, we're still here. Still here, thank God. Still here. We're in the studio, Gabe Goldstein. No Hestor, producer Matt, as always. Gotta say, a lot, a lot to talk about. We got the finals, which might feel like a long time ago, but you haven't heard Full Court Press talk about it, nope. so it means nothing. Keep that chapter open for a while. We got the draft. We got free agency. We got the year in review. We got holding ourselves accountable for things that we said about six to eight months ago. I didn't say anything. Embarrassing. Luckily, we have a podcast now, so we actually can even find <laughs> the things we said. We have records of them. Usually, it's just us saying, like, oh, remember when you said this dumb thing a year ago? All right, Marvin Bagley got hurt, though. We'll talk about it. <laughs> we'll talk about it. Okay, bad luck for you. I think to start, though, um, yeah, everyone might be sick of it, but we haven't finished it yet. We haven't closed out the chapter of what the finals were, what the legacies mean. Maybe just the last time we did pod, right, The if you recall, fans out there, I'm sure you recall, the Suns had just won the Western Conference. The Eastern Conference had yet to be decided. I think I think Trey and Giannis' injury was like mm. still kind of right. The Nets had just been eliminated. The Nets had been eliminated. Forty yeah. minutes of the pod was you you talking about it. Probably the best forty minutes that we've had. Yeah. In the pod so far, I've already clipped that, sent it out to many media organizations, waiting to hear back. Awesome. This could be my last podcast. Moving on to bigger, and better things. <laughs> um, you hear that, Matt? A little bit. A little bit. Okay. <laughs> Good thing producer Matt still doesn't have a mic, so you didn't hear that. <laughs> we had basically given the Suns the championship. Us, not just us. Probably are you know people in the people in the big sports media equal to us our peers like Stephen A, Colin Cowherd they had also given the Suns the championship. Chris Paul had already had his first ballot Hall of Fame top fifty player of all time moment and not so fast. So maybe just start here, Gabe. Question to you because I don't, we actually haven't really talked about it that much even individually off air. So it might be good to have it. What is the big takeaway you think from that finals? What are we going to remember five, ten, whatever many years down the line? Giannis, how could you remember anything other than Giannis? It was yeah. his breakthrough moment. Uh, we've seen teams recently, like the Warriors, right? They had their breakthrough. Kind of reminds me of Jordan going up against the Pistons years in a row, getting a ton of scrutiny. He can only score. He doesn't impact winning. And there was this concept of the wall, and everybody thought it was insurmountable for Giannis, but he found a way around it. He didn't go through the wall necessarily, right. but he worked the baseline. He expanded his game. 17 of 19 from the free throw line, people are rightfully freaking out about that because it shows that mentally he took this massive step forward. So I'm curious now, does Giannis go from somebody who's tormented by these playoff failures his whole career and doesn't win a title, maybe what Chris Paul might end up being, mm -hmm. or now is this the first of three, four, does he really cement himself as one of the all-time greats? So that last game too, to get to 50, to not end at 49, that's so memorable. And the way that he did it was just, it was unbelievable. And he's such an authentic guy that when it ended, I've never felt so drawn to the post-game presser and the celebration. Usually I'm exhausted, right? I just want to turn it off. I don't really care after the finals MVP. So yeah, I'm going to remember this for Giannis and I think everybody else will too. Totally. I, I hear totally what you're saying. I was waiting also to see like, what's the first thing he's going to say and Rachel Nichols ask him, like, how do you feel, right? Yeah. Like the LeBron moment, like the KG moment. Like you just knew... Even though it wasn't crazy memorable in the end, but there was that draw, whatever it was, it felt kind of special. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Giannis is, is the whole answer to the question. I still cannot believe what he did. I mean, even in that game, they shouldn't have won the game. They were getting outplayed for a lot of it, but you never thought the Bucks were going to lose because you could see Giannis turned it on. Yeah. Right? I mean, he finished with half of his team's points, basically. He was the heart and soul of the team. He was the entire team. Middleton like had his moments, you know? It was another classic, like... Drew Holiday, offensive nothingness that we saw for a lot of the playoffs, a lot of the finals. 
Shout out Drew Holiday is kind of killing the, the Olympics right now. And then yeah. we talk about the Olympics. They also, in- that incredible defense. Things. Unbelievable yeah, defense. Incredible defense. Talk about wearing down Chris Paul throughout the series, totally. too. 100%. But, yeah, I mean, Giannis was unbelievable. And, like, just like this thing you said, also, I like you talk about the wall, both literally and figuratively. Mm-hmm. That was nice what you did there. Mm. Um, but about Giannis, right, we talk all the time. Like, what do you want, what do you want to see great players do? Perform their best in the biggest moments. And that's the knock on, like, so many players, like Giannis, that we've knocked before. And what he do? He had historically one of the best finals games of all time. Maybe the best, people are saying, maybe the best closing finals game we've ever seen. Whatever, in the discussion. Yeah. And he, the free throw thing is just fucking blows my mind. His one glaring, his biggest glaring, not his one, but his biggest glaring flaw. Not only was it a flaw, it was evident the entire playoffs. It basically cost them, right against the Nets, you can say that. It basically cost them almost not winning that series. Mm-hmm. It, it, you could have made the argument it, it was costing them in that final series. And what does he do? He doesn't shoot... 50%, which have like would have basically been good enough most of the other games, shoots fucking 17 of 9. I mean, he really shot yeah. 17, like whatever, 16 of 17, right? I'm just I'm just throwing out that last. Yeah. The last two, which would be all time no matter what position you're playing, even if you're Steph Curry. And he just fucking did it. I mean, crazy. I, I'll i be honest, I don't think if he, ever wins champ- if he never wins a championship again, he's still great. I think championships are that important. He showed that he had it in him in one year, and I think that will go a long, long way. Obviously, you know, I'm, I'm caveating he doesn't bow out in the first round for the next, like, 10 of 11 years. But I'm saying, you know, if he has a normal trajectory, they have chances. They go, right. Maybe they go to a couple more finals, even if they don't get another one. As my mic completely drops, because I was <laughs> so excited about what I was saying about Giannis. Um, I think, like, even if he doesn't add an actual championship to his resume again, I think he'll still... I don't know what, what he'd go down rank-wise, but I would still look at him as a great and as a winner. I think that even one championship can carry you that long. All of, like how we look at Dirk, right? No one would call Dirk a loser or a choker in any way because he no. did have that one championship. It completely changes life. The one championship changes you forever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you do you put any asterisk on this with the injuries, with the COVID season? No, I don't. I think championships are championships. You win the championship. And they went, I mean, they went through the adversity. It is hard for me, right? Because it's like as... Well, your team was I don't know if you're one injury away. Yeah. yeah. And we were one inch, and one inch away, really. Yeah. We forget about the Bucks. We're still talking about Giannis as a choker. Right, we were so close to like mm-hmm. that whole narrative. Still but was gone. But was about to get Bro fired the next day. Right. So they should still fire him. Probably, but it's not happening, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you were the one saying like, "Will they be the, like, oh, will they be the first to make the fouls and then f- and win the fouls and then fire their coach?" Like even before they won, right? Doesn't look like it's happening. But yeah. yeah, I do think that you win the championship no matter how no matter how you get there, no matter what obstacles you have. You know, as our as Kobe used to say, "Friends are temporary, banner, banners fly forever." I think there's something to that though. The latter part, the first part is a little sad, and I wouldn't agree with that. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, the banner staying forever, I think it's real. No one's going to remember how we got it in 20 years, right? No one remembers how people won those championships looking back. He won the championship. His stats were there. He showed up. He fucking single-handedly won it. The Bucks were really not that great of a team. Yeah. Like you're saying, I mean, they were so poorly coached. I think they coached every game. The fashion <laughs> in which he carried them to the championship invalidated the asterisk conversation mm-hmm. or argument. If they just cruised to the championship and it was clear that they were overmatching a depleted team, going through injuries that was set up by this easy path, then maybe I'd think about it differently. Yeah. But I think of the Lakers championship as being way more worthy of an asterisk than this in the bubble. Yeah, I agree. Right. I can't even imagine how difficult this was. Obviously, being in the bubble is difficult too, but this is extended turmoil, mm-hmm. stress. And I, I hope that it felt like the best thing in the world for all of them. You also have P.J. Tucker, who's been trying for a long time. You have Middleton, who's been trying for a long time, who, by the way, is phenomenal. Yeah. We know, and he's reliable. In some games, he disappears. 
But, man, he had a couple huge shots down the stretch that nobody's going to remember because Giannis right. controlled the game. But good for him. Good but for that. But of course they wouldn't have been there without him. I mean, he won some. Oh, he was winning quarters. He's a closer. Yeah, and he's the yeah. closer on the team because he can actually create. I will say, talking about bad takes, we saw the end of game one of the playoffs. With Their first game was against the Heat. They went to overtime. Right? Remember that game? Yeah. We were watching we were in the bar. We saw Middleton hit the... We saw Middleton took the last shot. And right away, I, bad take me. I'm putting myself on blast. I was like, ah, nothing's changed. Middleton yeah. is still taking the end of the game shots. Giannis is too scared to go to the line. Like, they can't win like that. That was kind of the narrative throughout the playoffs, right? Is that we shouldn't expect Giannis to be something that he isn't. And it's yeah. not a fair comparison to compare him to LeBron. And I like that people started comparing him to a more mobile Shaq. Yep. That's fine. Shaq won three titles, four titles. <laughs> right, right. Three finals MVPs. Yeah. I'd still be one of the most dominant players in NBA history. Mm-hmm. And I think he shifted the way that he thinks about himself after he shot eight threes per game and whatever the second give, You got to give Giannis two credit. Even, I mean, let's compare him to Ben Simmons, right? Yeah. Ben Simmons is terrified of the ball. Right. He's terrified of driving the fourth quarter. Right. He's Giannis scared of free throws. Care. Even when Giannis was missing free throws, he did not stop being aggressive for one second. He still took it to the basket. Maybe you could blame it at a certain point because it was not working for them. Because yeah. he would get to the line and miss the foul shots. But at the end, it worked out. His aggression never stopped. He never stopped his motor, and the free throws eventually came in a huge way. I mean, yeah. it's, it's really mind-boggling that he was able to do that. It really doesn't make any sense. Also, we've glossed over the fact that he hyperextended his knee five days before the finals. Uh, it bent that? inverse. <laughs> yeah. It looked like a season-ending injury. Season. Right. Seems like it could be like a torn ACL. next year. Yeah. Yeah. And then Saric has a freak accident, and it looks totally inconsequential, and he's out with an ACL tear. His yeah. body is just built different. Something about him is so different. I mean, it's definitely his upbringing, too. Like, that's what I love about talking about Giannis, right? Totally. Where he comes from, how hard he's worked, how much he cares about his family. He's a really hard guy to not like. Incredibly likable. I don't know anybody who doesn't like him, actually. I tried my best to root against the Bucks the whole series, and I couldn't do it. Yeah, maybe Mike Dunleavy, when he was a rookie, he'd shove Mike Dunleavy into the crowd. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, so, also the defense. Sorry, last thing about Giannis. Yeah. And I'm, you know, unless you have a couple other words. I mean, the defense too. You forgot, like, yeah, oh yeah, he's that block. He's one of the three best defenders in the world. Yeah, he has one of the best defensive plays we've ever seen for that block. Um, unbelievable. Obviously, shades of LeBron, like everyone said. He saved the game. I mean, he's the only person in the world that could have made that play. Mm-hmm. And to do what he did offensively. I mean, he was literally carrying. I mean, he was flat out exhausted. Yeah, he was gassed. He was gassed as he should be. Yeah, like <laughs> he did everything. But he doesn't take plays off though. He doesn't. He doesn't chill ever. No. I love him. What does this mean for Chris Paul? Was this his last chance? Yes. I think it was his last chance. I will say, um, and I had said this before when we did our last pod when they just made the finals, I, do, I don't want to do the overreacting thing now that they lost and Chris Paul didn't have like, the best finals, I think people would say. I still think it changed his legacy that he brought this team to the finals. Yeah. I'm going to stick with that. I, I, I'm hoping when we look back on it, like you know, a year or so from now, a little time removed, we'll be able to say that because I know that we thought that at the time. This was a legacy defining getting this team to the finals. It showed, showed guts. He put the team on his back. I wouldn't say this is a great team either. They beat teams that were not, they didn't have the hardest schedule in the world, but what they did, like they showed up for all those games. And they yeah. still showed up against this Buck series. They just weren't good enough to be honest, which I think is not a really embarrassing thing no. to admit at the end of the day. I mean, they didn't really have the personnel to compete with Giannis. I don't know if there's anyone that can guard Giannis in the league, but they definitely didn't have it. Right. So I don't think they did. I mean, again, like I feel like a lot of people have labored, have beaten this point down, but like they didn't even have a backup center. Frank Kaminsky was playing like those like important like 12, 15 minutes the last couple of games. I mean, come on, you know? It's funny so. how, how sensitive legacies can be, mm-hmm. right? Because people, like you said, were about to anoint CP3, greatest point guard ever. Everybody was pulling for him. And then when he lost, I didn't feel bad. No. I didn't really give a shit. 
he's well, kind, he's, he's kind he's of an asshole. Like yeah, he's not yeah. likable. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's impressive what he did in OKC and the way that he handled himself. And then it's impressive how he took this team to the next level. I think they'll have a crack at the Western Conference Finals again, but I don't think they'll ever have a path like they had this year. And we talk about it all the time, right? Injuries are instrumental in any any finals journey. Um, and I don't think that the cards are going to break this way for them again. I don't think so either. But yes, I mean, the possibility is there. I mean, it's not unrealistic for Booker to keep taking another step. Right. It's not unrealistic for Aiden to take another big step. And it's not unrealistic for the really good role players like Bridges to and, and Johnson to like keep improving, right? So yeah. it's not like it's not like the cards aren't there, and it's not like the West is super super stacked like it has been before. We we forget we West. forget often. This is the first time they made the playoffs in a decade, and yeah. how how young they are. Right. And the young guys disappeared for long stretches because you they're young guys. Yeah, yeah they were in the <laughs> right. finals and they right. met the moment in every other way. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe they could make it back. I think they'll be competitive. Obviously, they'll be top of the West for the next couple of years. But CP is not getting any younger, and some key injuries again. Limited his play. Yep, he couldn't hang on to the ball. Yeah, I mean, Randomly, I, really I didn't understand know any what of that. That was about me neither. Yeah, I think he tore a ligament in his hand. Actually, it was revealed. Oh, or in his wrist. I did not see that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's not the same. I mean, think about like even three years ago, CP3 de- defensive wise was like a monster, yeah. right? I mean, he's just like even though he's a small guy, one of the best like creating turnovers, right? Stealing, yeah. just hard nosed, tough. I mean, obviously, Smart. 37, that's not going to be there anymore. Right. I mean, it's not a knock on him. That's just reality. Isn't it wild, there. though, that we talk about these people like they're never going to retire? Chris Paul, 37. LeBron, 36. Tom Brady, 44. 43, but fuck 43. Tom It's unbelievable, though. Modern medicine. Plant-based diets. Yeah. I'm going on it tonight. All right. So I think maybe maybe that's a good segue. <laughs> mentioning LeBron. Not the plant-based diet. That was a terrible segue. <laughs> uh, just mentioning LeBron. Just because... Looking back, we're going to maybe just quickly talk about what we thought about going into the season. We mm-hmm. have some takes, our opinions, our predictions, a couple hot takes maybe we'll go into. Yeah, some really I good ones. I definitely have something to apologize to that people will probably like. You definitely have something to apologize for. I do. Um, so maybe just looking at the season as a whole. I did. I did. I do know what our predictions were at the beginning of the season. I said Lakers-Nets. Mm-hmm. You said Lakers-Bucks. So kudos to you. You had the Bucks. Good job. I probably should have been. It probably should have been me. I think we we both get a pass for the Lakers. They got hurt. What yeah. are we gonna do? We could have yeah. predicted that. Whatever. They would have been there if they were healthy. I think so. But I'll give kudos to you uh, for the box pick. So credit. Before we do a review, what are the Lakers doing with I this mercenary know. team? Do you I, like this? Or I, not? I hate it so much. It's so boring too. I mean, I texted you. I hate the Westbrook deals. I think it's terrible. Awful, awful. So anyway, I digress. I, I don't know what they're doing either. I mean, they're not gonna play any defense this team. They have two of the best players in the league, and they're still not gonna play any defense. Yep, none. How? I don't even know how they're gonna rebound. Well, either. LeBron plays defense twenty games out of the year. Okay, so they have one. Really no, they'll be able to rebound. Yeah, but like not Westbrook's not, a great rebounder. Yeah, Westbrook is a great is, is a great rebounder. That's true. I just really don't like him. It's just weird. It's a yeah. weird team. It's like the Cavs toward the end of their run when everybody knew they weren't gonna win a title. Yeah. And they weren't even fun to watch. All right, you wanna you wanna. No one really cares about the things that we got right, so let's just be honest. Let's just talk about we had we had a couple as a podcast. We had some pretty big blunders. Um, you want you want to admit it or you you need? Yeah, no, I'll say it. I'll say it. Um, so hang in there, okay? Yeah, I really don't like Trey Young. I still don't like Trey Young. It's hard for me to talk about this. Um, he's just an agitator. He's an asshole. That's what makes him good and what what enabled him to meet the moment in the playoffs. But I, um, half-jokingly, but it was serious enough to apologize for it, it said that Marvin Bagley would have a better career than Trey Young. And uh, I have to eat those words and then vomit them out and eat them again. Sorry, you said better career, right? Not better Better season. career. Better okay, career. Sure. Hard stop. Better mm-hmm. career. Yep. And I said it with confidence. And 
yeah, I'm embarrassed, but I'm glad that we have this forum to own up to our mistakes because now I can finally move on because I've been sitting on it the whole season. But Trey Young is a transcendent superstar. He really is already. And you need that kind of gusto if you're going to carry a team like the Hawks with a lot of youth to almost the promised land. What they did was very, very impressive. I'm upset because I'm a Grizzlies fan, both Southern teams. And again, I really don't like Trey Young. Um, but he had moments where he was pretty likable and where I was pulling for him. So kudos to you, Trey Young. You'll be around for a long time. Uh, people keep comparing you to Steph. Not accurate. Um, I know I'm not original by comparing you to um, Steve Nash. But yeah, pretty pretty beautiful to watch how he controls every facet of the game. Except for defense. He still doesn't play defense. But yeah, I fucked up on that one. That's my bad, guys. That's your bad. My bad. After Giannis... Guys that changed their legacy, maybe legacy is the wrong word because so young, the narrative around them, yeah. it's got to be Trey Young. And that's, that's, that's Nate McMillan. Everything. That's Nate McMillan, too. That is, too. The but it's also Trey Young. Yeah. In the same way we talked about Giannis, step, good, great player, step up in great moment, moments, what he did in that Knicks series, yeah. shut down that crowd. And then what he did in the Philly series, game seven in Philadelphia against a team that's been there and Atlanta hasn't even sniffed anything close to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That's what great players do. I wasn't a big Trey Young fan either. I didn't have some stupid takes like you did, but I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't a Trey Young believer. I thought he was like an empty stat. Yeah, also. a chucker. And he completely, in one playoff, I mean, no one even thought that going into the playoffs that he wasn't anything but that. People were giving credit, I know you, I'm, we were, like to Bogdanovich, right? Saying, oh, maybe they're better without Trey Young on the floor, right? People were saying things like that. Maybe half-heartedly, whatever the case may be. But So it begs the question, so Kenny Atkinson, Lloyd Pierce, mm-hmm. these coaches that are really good with development and creating connections with players... But are they just pigeonholed forever because they're known as development coaches? They'll never get the opportunity to bring their teams to the next level? Like, do you need to just bring in an old head that holds people accountable to take the next step? I don't know. I, I mean, the Hawks were underachieving, though, till till Pierce got fired. So, I, I, you know, yeah. I, I don't know if it's the exact same. They had never achieved enough to know that they were underachieving so significantly. But it was very obvious once right. it happened. Right, right. That, that's right. The when they won <laughs> yeah. eight straight games. Right. We didn't know at the time, but like... In a month, you're like, holy shit. Like, yeah. Is this there the whole time? Yeah. Good right. coaching matters. Good coaching matters, yeah. Off of that, um, and you know, and because of your Trey Young, you were very low on the Hawks as well. And I was like, I was pretty high. On the, I was higher on the Hawks. The team that I was very low on, un, un, unfairly low on, that you were relatively reasonably high on, and you were right, and I was totally wrong, was the New York Knicks, the other mm. flip side of the Trey Young. Um, over 500. Explosion. I took that over. Or over 23 wins. <laughs> Bro, yeah, the over-under was like 23, whatever yeah. it was. Um, yeah, as you were saying, your southern bias, uh, my tri-state bias is even as evident, imminent, if not more. Fair. Um, not believing in the Knicks at all. Guess what? The Knicks are a good, solid team. They deserved it. I mean, they were a solid, solid team. They were the four seed. They deserved to be. Were they likable? No, not to me. <laughs> I don't think they were likable at all. I think I think the guard and the Knicks fan were likable for one game till they started like shitting on Trey Young and being like ridiculous and fans spitting on him. Not a good look, Knicks fan. Mm-mm. Not a good look. But um, do you wish Nets fans had comparable passion without the dickery? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's just not the reality. That's just not where we're at. Right. I have my other sports to to think about that. You know, I can't. Let's go Mets. Killing, killing, do what we can do. But yeah, I'm admitting it again. I've already admitted it probably multiple times on the show. But I was totally wrong about the Knicks. The Knicks were a good team. I was biased. They're probably going to be solid again. Thibodeau did a very good job. I mean, who saw Randall coming? R.J. Barrett's better than I've given him credit for. They don't have one so. unlikable guy, though. I understand the organization is not likable, <laughs> but the whole yeah, team yeah, yeah, is yeah. pretty likable. Yeah, they're fine. 
I'll be honest though, I, I'm not loving what they're doing in the free agency. Maybe we can get in that after the break. It never makes I'm any sense. I'm curious what the Nick what the Nick fans out there. Well, everybody everybody thinks all my my buddies in the industry think that they're investing in these mid sized contracts to create to trade chips. Yeah. Right. Um, do you have another? Do you have another? I have another big thing to apologize for. I don't know if you had another one. Um, or if you have something to take credit for, please do it. Go ahead, do your dance. I was very high on the Sixers, and I should have been right in the regular season. They were very impressive. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't think Ben Simmons would fall apart like this. Um, so not not anything too egregious to apologize for. I don't think. I mean, the Hawks thing was a pretty big miss. Oh, I mean, couldn't have been a bigger miss. Yeah, it was awful. Uh, but no, I think I'm good. Otherwise, okay. do you remember some bad takes that I had? Um, I mean, I've never looked. I I can't remember anything past trade. In, in the moment, I was like, "This is the worst take I've ever yeah. heard before the season started." So I will say, just as a point of review, I thought the Grizzlies would take a pretty significant step back. You know, year yep. two slump. Yeah, John Moran got hurt. Yep. I did not expect them to make the playoffs, so I was wrong in how I thought about them. But now I expect them to take another step back. <laughs> so I think I'm just perpetually cynical about yeah. my teams. Yeah. That's what what do you, What do you got? What's your other Oh, I mean, my other huge take is that we could even clip this. I mean, we could find the clip. I even remember saying, hey, Matt, clip this if I'm wrong. But I said the James Harden trade was going to be, like, the worst thing the Nets ever did. Oh, yeah. And that it was, like... Oh, yeah. And it was, like... I mean, I I took it back literally, like, two weeks after it. But still, I'm going to own up to it. I mean, I was on the podcast shitting on them over and over again, saying, tell me at the end of the season if I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Well, I was wrong. I'm glad I was. Didn't work out in the end. Not James Harden's fault. Not really anyone's fault. Just injuries in the way it was. But... Yeah, who knew? Sean Markson knew what he was doing. I mean, he's a chameleon. He's a basketball savant. He could play any style. He's unbelievable. Yep. And it was so nice not seeing him watch, seeing him play Harden ball, and seeing him play within a system again. So I, I was wrong about how much I hated his style of play because I yeah. forgot that right. he could be I, enjoyable I mean, to watch. Yeah. yeah. We hadn't seen him not be in a D'Antoni Rocket system in a long, long time. Yeah. Yeah. I think otherwise, though, overall, even just like you have the standings pulled up. We were pretty good. We were pretty on it with the rest of the teams. So Pacers really underperformed. I didn't expect them to have such a colossal drama all year with their coach. Sure, but that was a little... I I thought the Raptors would would make the playoffs. We thought the Pels would be better. Yeah, who didn't think the Pelicans would be better, though? Who knew knew that Van Gundy would be the worst coach in the league? Right. I don't think anyone was expecting that. Horrible. So, I think uh, overall, I think we did. Yeah, pretty good. Decent job. You know, we're good at this. We're, we know what we're doing a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Except so, for the Trey Young thing. I mean, yeah, except for blatant things like the Trey Young thing. Right. Yeah. All right. I think we'll take a break there. I don't know how many minutes we've been doing. I'm going to guess 20, but it could be totally off, totally wrong. 23 minutes? Oh, that's pretty good. Jordan. Jordan here. Um, Jordan here. We'll be right back. We are back. What a break. That was nice. Got some water. No re-upped on a beer. A nice Thursday beer. Good break. All right, Noah, to bring us home, let's look forward, right? We look back. Now let's look forward. A good starting point would be the NBA draft. Yep. If you watched it. I heard that happen, yep. Um, Let's also talk a little bit about free agency, and we can frame all this with a simple question. Do you feel like the competitive landscape is any different after the last two weeks? You know what? I was about to say no, definitely not. The landscape is not any different. But to be fair, I really hate what the Lakers did, and I'm not convinced that they're like going to be there at the end. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be so bold to say that they're not championship contenders anymore. But I think the landscape has shifted, has changed in that way. Not that 
I, I was pretty sure that they would do smart things and that they would be right there with the Nets and I don't know, maybe the Bucks you could say, but I don't know anymore. Maybe the, maybe the Lakers thing will work out, but I'm just not convinced that this, that this Russell Westbrook deal and what they had to give up to get him and the pieces that they're filling in around them, which don't seem to make a lot of sense as we've discussed a little bit in the beginning. So in that way, like maybe the landscape has shifted. I don't know. It's just funny because we, we assume that they would have made it had everyone stayed healthy. Yeah. So who are the big losses? Caruso. Kuzma. Kuzma. KCP. Right. Harrell, I would KCP, say, KCP, the loss, but one of the most important players in that title run. So was Caruso. Yeah. Caruso was... Great defender. Caruso was probably the fifth or sixth most... Caruso was closing games for them. Yeah. As was KCP. I mean, we had they had to shelve Gannon Green, as they should have. Caruso was one of the most important players on the team. Where's Harrell now? Um... He's, he's on the Wizards, too, no? Yeah, yeah, he was in the trade. He was in that trade, and Cruz was on the Bulls. I mean, I, again, I don't know who's going to guard anyone on that team besides AD. Who do they have that's going to guard? What wings are going to guard people? Carmelo? <laughs> THT? Uh, is he playing? Wayne Ellington? Is he ready to close games? No, they, no. They must not games he, that matter. They must think he is, though. They right? really invested in him. If they were willing yeah. to not re-sign Caruso. What is it, like $8 million a year or something? Yeah, but I'm saying, I don't know why they would let Caruso go, though. It doesn't make any sense. But maybe they are confident in Horton Tucker, then. I, I don't know. I guess. Is, you think that's fair, though, to say? Like, the Lakers is, is a big unknown to me right they're now. They're not building for the future, though. Wouldn't you want a guy who's battle-tested and has proven that he can do it? Literally just one you would help to win championship. Yeah, that's what I and don't understand. And then Westbrook, who's a terrible defender. I mean, they're just going to have terrible defense all yeah. the way up. I don't know. I, I'm not, I don't know why I'm saying like I'm upset for them. So so who would be the favorite <laughs> then in the West now? I mean, they're probably still the favorite. I, I don't know. It's just that, listen, I don't think it's a reaction to say that we expect the Nets to be really fucking good again. And the Nets probably would have won if all if they were healthy and they're way more talented than everyone no. else. I mean, they re-signed Blake Griffin. I mean... Yeah, it's a big Pretty move. Pretty good. They, got, they re-signed Bruce Brown. Big loss with Jeff Green. Yeah, he'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, you know it was a pretty good game, though? Patty Mills. Patty Mills like actually perfect for what the Nets needed. 100%. Pretty awesome. Talk about a guy who's battle-tested. Another guy who can't guard, but 100%. Do you think? Yeah, that's fair. They, like, don't, they don't care. They I mean, don't they, care. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying, right. Also, Kevin Durant was the best defender in the world in the playoffs. So he Griffin, can easily turn it Blake on. Griffin was not far away. Yeah. Yeah. So Except he in this attestment how good Giannis is, he looked dumb on some plays. Giannis, Giannis really up. freezes people, yeah. But Blake Griffin was also playing like forty six minutes a night. <laughs> yeah. Against Giannis. Yeah, after so. playing no meaningful minutes <laughs> yeah, for like two, two years. years. Yeah. So I don't know. The Lakers are probably still the favorites. I just am, they're just an unknown to me right now. I just don't know what to make of it. We'll see what happens. And who even knows the regular season will tell us what to make of them. Because we know LeBron doesn't play defense in the regular season. We just don't know. I mean, Westbrook is the last person that should be that they need on that team for the last two minutes of the game. They don't need a guy who's, who can't do anything off the ball and who's going to take the ball away from LeBron and AD. So I'm just very curious. That, and who's not a three-point threat in any way. So I'm just very curious to see. There is some precedent, though, of people going to play with LeBron and, and willingly taking a back seat, right? Kevin Love sure. was the guy in sure. Minnesota, and then he became a really high-quality role player. So I don't know if Westbrook has that kind of self-awareness. The problem is there's not precedent of Westbrook right. taking a back seat to right. him. With people look, who are look, much look better him than him. With Harden. Right. Look at him with Bradley Beal. He, he has... Established, you, you can make the argument. Yes, none of those guys are LeBron, though. They're not gonna like maybe like sit down and have a conversation or bring the aura, or the presence, or the championship pedigree LeBron does. So I think it's you know I think it's fair to ask the question that you're asking. Yeah. But his track record is not overwhelmingly positive to me. So yeah, they're still the favorite in my mind. But I think the West could be crapshoot. I mean, Kawhi resigns. The Clippers looked pretty good at moments last year. Gave him some credit. The Jazz the Mavs have, too. Jazz, Mavs could take a Mavs. step. I mean, the Suns are still going to be in there. I think. Yeah. I don't sure. think any of us are going to discount. I know the Jazz didn't perform well in playoffs, but they were historically 
historically, whatever. They're a great regular season team. I'm not ready to throw them out. They performed well too. They just they, they couldn't figure it out with Gobert on the floor. Right. But they were up 2-0 in that series. I think people forget. And the Nuggets got the MVP of the league. With yeah. Him. And they didn't have to Murray. Murray's out for a while. Yeah, but he'll be... Back for the playoffs. Sure. So I'm just saying... The Warrior, Wa- Warriors 2 could be a force. Oh my god, the Warriors 2. We haven't talked... Okay, maybe that, maybe that's good. Okay. So let's talk about the draft a little bit then. Um, well, I have, I have a couple more questions on non-draft related landscape things. Oh yeah, sure, sure, sure. Do you I like wasn't what, saying close down the free agency. I was just saying that could be nice. Yeah, bring it in. Sure. No, do, do you like what the Bulls did? I like what the Bulls did because I don't think they really had another choice. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah. Like taking, I think we saw what the Nets did a few years ago. We saw what the Knicks did last year. You got to just get competent at some point. You have to build a culture. You have to get your fans excited. You have to get free agents to want to be there. The Bulls, I don't know, maybe start. It, everyone was really high in the Vucevic trade, right? So we thought maybe it was something. Fell pretty flat. Yeah. I think Lonzo is a great move for them. I think Lonzo fits in pretty well nicely with Levine. Levine's a two guard who needs the ball in his hands a lot. Lonzo's a point guard who doesn't need the yeah, ball in his hands a lot. Yeah, very differential. Um, very good, you know, solid defender. I think that's I think that's a really nice move. Um, Demar Derozan, I don't really know what I feel about it. I don't really get that one. Yeah, I'm not sure about it either. But I I totally get I totally get like you just gotta throw chips on the table to try to like you know become a sick top six seed in the conference. I get yeah. that. Like it's it's hard. The Suns just did it, but it's very hard to go from not in the playoffs to a finals. Like it doesn't really happen very often in the league. Kudos to the Suns. I mean, they got Chris Paul, historically great player, leader. Maybe that changed things around. But I don't blame the Bulls for doing that, so I, I like it in that sense. I'm not saying I love every move, but I like the I like their new mindset, if that's fair enough. It's funny. People are pointing to the Suns model that you're one guy away, but the Suns have tremendous foundational talent. Yeah. And they made other moves. It's not like they just got CP3 and all of a sudden right. they were a title contender. That's true. They built people up. They developed appropriately, which is shocking for an organization <laughs> like that. Yeah. Got Jay Crowder, who was instrumental in their run. So I, I think it's this, it's like a, a false false idea that you can just get one more guy and then you're right there if you don't have the other things. And like the Bulls have talent, but I don't know. It's, it seems like... A team of misfits. A little bit, but they have a starting. But they'll probably have a starting five where every player is above average. Yeah, that's true. And two all stars. That doesn't. That's Three. not. I feel like that's not nothing. Yeah. In the NBA. Yeah. Especially in the Eastern Conference, when half the teams don't have starting fives, that you'd play any of the players. I mean, it's so. to your to your point about hope. Like they've been so hopeless the last couple yeah. of years. So just put out a good product. Agreed. So I like what the Bulls did in that sense. But yes, I agree. I don't think the landscape really shifted. I'm not okay. Maybe we talk about this. I think people are overhyping Kyle Lowry to the Heat a little bit. Really? Yeah. I mean, Why? people are, people are talking. Are they championship contenders then? Now? You think no? Hell no! I don't think so. Why? They made the finals without him. Yeah, but I've we've already. I think on the show we've we've kind of come to an agreement. I definitely personally have. I'm not giving the credit to the finals. Talk about the asterisk. I'm not equating that finals appearance to a normal finals appearance. They're very mentally tough. We know all that. Jimmy Butler. We talked about how in the bubble they were able to overcome in ways that other teams couldn't. I don't think they're a finals-level team, especially in the Eastern Conference, which, yeah, the West is a lot better. You know it's better top-heavy in the East. I mean, you got maybe, like, the Nets, I think, are going to be far away the best team in the league. Yeah. The Bucks might be the second-best team in the league. Sixers. I don't believe in the Sixers playoff-wise, but I still think they're better than the Heat. Yeah. So, I don't think the Heat are really... Hawks. I'm not really... Yeah, I'm not really worried about the Heat. I would, I would, as a Nets fan or any Eastern Conference fan, I'm not that threatened by the Heat. I think Lowry's a good move for them. I think it's a nice upgrade. Um, but they were nowhere close last year. They were nowhere close. So I don't think Lowry's. I don't think. But a, Lowry's a very good move. I don't think a thirty-five-year-old whatever he is. Also, Butler, Lowry is enough to really. Butler was the out for so much of the season. Yeah. Things broke poorly. They had to face the Bucks in the first round. 
Yeah, they had bad luck. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, but, did, but were you like, oh, they could sneak their way? No, I, I, don't, I don't think now they're a championship contender. Yeah, okay, I agree. I think, but I it, think it, it puts them in the upper echelon in the East, and it makes them a legitimate contender to make the Eastern Conference Finals. And then from there, who knows how things could break. Sure, but if they don't finish the top four seed, are you going to be surprised? No, I'm not going to be surprised. So their starting five would be Butler, Lowry, Duncan Robinson, Bam. And do they have a four? No, I'm sure they're going to get someone. Yeah. But, uh, no, they made a couple, I can't remember off the top of my head now, but they made a couple other moves also. They got some other, I can't remember, they, they, they signed a couple other guys too. Wasn't just, wasn't just that. But yeah, I mean, who knows, maybe Tyler Hero won't have a terrible second year, the third year like he had in the second year. They did lose Kendrick Nunn. Um, you know, whatever. So, I don't know, I, I, I saw a lot of stuff about the Heat after coming to Kyle Lowry trade. It was like Kyle Lowry of like six years ago, and he was like one of the top three point guards in the league. It's not really the case anymore. So yeah. I just thought it was a little too um, it was a little too much. Also, like it's not like they had no point guard. The Drogic was like a, was good. Talk about yeah. how he played in the playoffs. He was very important for that team. Once he went out in the finals, they were really done. Oh, Marquise Morris, right? That's yeah. what he got. So you know, like yeah, Lowry is better than Drogic, but he's not like ten times. He's not like an all star compared to a below average player. Right. I don't think we're talking about rating like tiers that are so so far different at this stage of their careers. Yeah. So. He's probably a better playoff performer. He's Kyle is very very tough. He'll fit into the Miami. I think that's why people like it too because he fits into the whole like Miami mold. Like yeah, he'll fit with Butler pretty well, I guess. But I don't know. I thought it was a little bit overblown. Can can he get his body fat down to the, to the required the level? Yeah. Yeah. He's got a fat ass. Yeah, we'll find out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be a big story. <laughs> All right, your big takeaways from the draft. Ah, uh, from the draft. Um, I find it actually difficult. This was the first year with this little um, players coming from the G League. You know, I'm pretty big into college basketball, so I feel like I usually have like a, a decent sense of the top guys, how I personally feel about them. I'm not pretending to be any type of draft savant, but like I've seen Kate Cunningham play. I've watched Evan Mobley play. I feel I love Jalen Suggs. I, I like I watch these guys. I watch the tournament. The G League guys, I didn't watch any of it. I have no feeling about them at all. So when I so when I see like Jalen Green going second overall, I'm like, okay, maybe he might be good, maybe not. Like I have no idea. In the same way I do with. I feel about international players all the time. Um, but the G League thing kind of throws me because I just like have no idea at all. But my one, my one um, takeaway about it is that I felt, I was, for myself or for whatever, I was disappointed that Jalen Suggs did not go to the Raptors. Because like, I don't like, first of all, the Magic, Jalen Suggs is a draft, but Jalen Suggs is probably like my favorite. I'm not saying he's the best player in this draft. Yeah. I loved him. Yeah. He was an amazing in the tournament. Talk about a winner. Minnesota yeah. boy. Um, there you go, dude. Um, he's from, um, I don't know. Minnetonka. No, but he's from, he's from like a Minneapolis suburb. You know, I heard Jalen Suggs. He went to like Prairie something maybe. Eden Prairie? I don't know. Gave oh, no, he's from St. Paul. Okay. I was wrong. Sorry. Close enough though. Um. He went to Minnehaha. Oh, he did? Oh, Minnehaha. Minnehaha. <laughs> is that a real thing? It's true. Yeah, it's where the number one recruit in the, in the going to Gonzaga this year is also going. Mi- really? Chad Holmgren, yeah. Um. Oh, the tall kid. The tall white kid, yeah, exactly. Anyway, I really love Jalen Suggs. Talk about when he's such a winner. I mean, that play he made in the semifinals of the Final Four oh, unbelievable. was the best stretch I've ever seen. Taking the charge and hitting the buzzer beater, amazing. I think he's a winner, but I want to see him go to a team that's like decently close to a playoff team. And going to the Magic is maybe the worst organization for player development that we've seen recently. They have just been literally a black hole for lottery picks for the last five to ten years. I was kind of annoyed that he went there. Also, like I just liked the... This is pre them trading Kyle Lowry, but... I like Toronto is still good, would still seem like a solid team. They've got like yeah. pieces, and he would sort of good fit coach, good tough, organization. And like tough team. And Jalen Suggs just sort of like fit in really perfectly with them. Yeah. So I was really interested that they did, that they took Scotty Barnes instead of him. That was just really intriguing to me. Yeah. And I was just like a little bit dis- disappointed because I would have really liked to see Jalen Suggs in that environment. 
Good draft um, for the Magic, though. Because he could I, be he could be a culture carrier. The Magic couldn't have done better. Yeah, he could change culture. I think Wagner's probably a really great pick, too. Yeah. So I just don't trust them in any way, you know? Um, so I'm really curious the rest. I think also what people were saying, people's big takeaway was also the Warriors. Talk about a team that's really, really good. I mean, like you were saying, could be a contender in the league. Yeah. Play Thompson back. Taking the one guy who in that tier seemed like the biggest project, maybe. Maybe with a high ceiling, but a very low floor. When like they could have gotten like a Wagner or a Mitchell. Right. Guys that were like proven college players who like yeah. could play really good defense. You, like you could throw them out in the playoffs to play defense. Like you knew defense travels, right? Yeah. You could play defense in the NBA. Uh, and they took the guy who's a project, which seems weird because like... What do you think their plan is? I don't know. Maybe... maybe Probably all, bunch it into a trade. a trade package. Or, yeah. or maybe or like maybe they think like he's really, really good. Well, that's what so, people are saying. They want to yeah. be like the Spurs. They want to be good for 25 years. Yeah. Couldn't blame them for that. And also maybe after their little Wiseman project... Maybe they don't have a lot of faith in rookies um, really contributing in their rookie year. So they're yeah. just like, like whoever we take, we're not really going to try. I mean, and they, and they have like a decently deep team, honestly. Yeah. So maybe they're thinking, okay, even if we draft Wagner, he's our 11th man. Is that really important? If we think this, if we think Kaminga could be like an all-star level player, even if it takes him a few years. So I, I don't know. I, that was just very curious and I think just stood out to a lot of people. That's fair. You know anything about this Josh Primo guy? I don't know much. I mean, I watched a couple of Bama games, but he was probably like... Why are people freaking out? I don't know anything about college basketball, as you guys know. I think people are freaking out because he probably was like not even the third best player on Alabama. You know? Mm-hmm. You know, like sometimes that happens with Kentucky where like the fourth best player... Devin Booker. Devin Booker. He didn't even start. No. Right? But like that doesn't happen with Alabama. You know? Right. So I think people were just kind of shocked by that. Yeah. Like if you watched games, you wouldn't have been like, oh, this guy is like a lottery pick. You know, you know, 18-year-olds so, were born in 2002 now. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's I, terrible. I, I it. So is that is he 18? Yeah. <laughs> so I think he also has like that ir- rational confidence, shoots a lot, but like wasn't a top three guy in his team. So I wouldn't say people watch college basketball like find that intriguing. But obviously, you know, NBA scouts are thinking in a totally, totally different way. All right, you tell me, should I be excited about Zaire Williams? I listened to his presser. He seems like an awesome dude. I don't, I'll be honest, I don't watch any like West, Coast, West Coast games. Yeah. No, just like Pac-12 Pac is tough to watch. The games around like 11 o'clock. I, right. I barely, I don't, I definitely watched like asleep, a handful of Stanford games, but I wasn't concentrating. He was like a, a like a really top recruit. Yeah. People, people thought he was going to be amazing, like top five pick. He had a little bit of a tough college year, so I wouldn't say that that is, excites me, but LeBron likes him. so That's what the local pundits are saying. They're chalking yeah. up his poor performance to a COVID season mm-hmm. and the stressors that come with that. Could be. Could be. He's a freak. He's athlete. young. Freak athlete. Yeah, he's like six he ten. He's a wing. He could be the wing. He could be Decent the three you've been missing forever. He, he better be. He better honestly. be. Honestly, they also they must have loved him, right? If they moved up two grand. They must have. Yeah. So I, I hope it works out. Just yeah, it's hard to it's hard to really know. Yeah. I, my only other thought is like I do think Kate Cunningham's a beast. Yeah. So he'll be good immediately. Too. Yeah, and I like that he seemed like totally excited about going to Detroit. Sometimes yeah. You get guys like that. So also they just tried to fuck that up in every way. Talking about trading the pick, oh, since, yeah. equivocating until the last second. <laughs> right. Like one guy ever tells you that he wants to come and play for you and you don't yeah. just pick him when everybody knows that he's going to be the number yeah. one pick anyway. That's just poor management. It always strikes me when NBA teams are run so poorly. Listen, you bring in like a like Masai Ujiri, Nick mm-hmm. Nurse, like these really talented people. Why don't you just go fucking find that from the beginning? Taylor yeah. Jenkins, Zach Kleiman. Yeah. Why is Chris Wallace a GM for 15 years? They're bad owners in the league. Yeah, I think true. we forget that's like there are individuals at the end of the day making decisions. Yeah, there, there are people that make bad decisions. Right. So, um, yeah, but yeah, that was really too much for the draft. I don't think it was one of the craziest drafts. No. You know, 
Not a lot of, there's not a lot of guys that we're saying are generational, but it's not like a... But middle of the either, season, so. it was like, it's a one-person draft, or this is a terrible draft. Might be the worst draft ever. And then leading up to the draft, everybody was saying that it's one of the best ones that we've had in years. I think it's decently deep. There's a lot of good well, you, guys. You have five guys, right, who could be potential serious all-stars. Sure. Like yeah. the top five. They're yeah, all... I think he's lost all players. So, um, yeah. Oh, also another guy was a little disappointed. Like Corey Kispert's another guy, four-year starter. One, was probably the best two-point shooter in the league, in the, in the country. Tough guy. Like I want to see guys like that go to good teams and like maybe get a couple minutes. Goes to the Wizards. Like, also, eh, what, what's what's your us. plan there? Why are you getting this twenty-two no year old? Why don't you get a project? <laughs> no idea, right? But like that's the type of guy. Like you want to see go to like I don't know someone that would be competing for playoffs. Yeah, you know? so. like the Warriors. Sure. Yeah. Or like yeah. I mean, he didn't even get drafted super high, so he could have went to. Oh yeah, the Warriors picked the right. <laughs> pick, they could have had him right. Yeah. Exactly. He's a so. handsome guy. Yeah. Oh, super good looking guy. Yeah. He wore a cool suit too. Oh, he does not look good here, though. Yeah, but look at the picture, yeah. Um, okay, any other... No, nah, that's free, all I got. Free agency yeah. thoughts, though? Not really. I mean, Kyle Lowry's the big one. It's going to be Lowry's weird seeing one. some of these mercenaries on mercenary teams. Can we give a shout-out to our guy, Duncan Robinson? Yeah. Get in the bag? Cash out. Cash out. I, we were talking, our guy. I'm, I'm the, the man of the average white people. Yeah, the man, the relatable guy. Where, yeah. where it's literally like, all I had to do was, if I grew six more inches in my senior year of high school, yeah. like he did, I would be in the NBA. You were Obviously so close. Not, but that's that's really who he is, though. Five years, 90 million, is yeah. out of this fucking world. I remember... Shooting is everything. You didn't remember, but I, we, I remember us talking about it like a year ago and being like, when Duncan Robinson's a free agent, like he's going to get almost, he'll get like a near 100 million. Yeah. Like that thought is absolutely mind-boggling. When two, three years ago... The way the NBA was structured, he wouldn't have been in the league. No. And now he's getting... Steve Novak. He was Steve Novak. Right. Steve Novak was a nothing player. Yeah. But Steve Novak was, like, even taller. He was, like, seven feet tall, right? He's, like, 6'10", I think. Yeah. Like, he at least could, like, probably stick his hand up and get a rebound. Yeah. You know? Duncan Robinson's not, like, a tall 6'10". He can't do you know? anything. So, 90 million. Whew. Awesome to him. Yeah. Also, I think our new goal... What do you think about this? Pretty sure you can weigh in. I think our new our goal as a podcast should be to get on Duncan Robinson's podcast. Now, it's a lofty goal. It's nerve-wracking. Hear me out, right? Lofty goal? I'm not, I'm not saying it's not going to happen, right? But it doesn't feel like the biggest reach in the world. There's a world. We're not, we're not talking about getting on Bill Simmons' podcast, right? We're just talking about Duncan Robinson. Who's listening to Duncan Robinson's podcast? Probably just me, you know? Yeah. So. And like five other white guys. I've never heard it. Is he cool? Yeah, he's cool. Interesting? He's like a normal dude. Good guests? I mean, he gets, he gets better guests than we do. What's it called? Dunked on? No. Um, that's JJ. Right? No, it has some like cute name that's like a joke on like you know his whole shit, but like on underdog something. It's not called underdog, but it has like the long shot. Oh, the long shot. There nice. we go. That's good, right? Nice. That's like a you get that. That's like a uh, double entendre. Yeah, it's almost like ah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's almost like uh, full court press. It's almost like full court, but and he does like with his friend from like college, from Williams. Like, it's not from Williams, Michigan. but like his friend from like prep school or something yeah. who's also just like a very average white guy who like has like a real who's like has like a real normal job I watched now. a video with him I told you, you he know? like went out and bought a Prada bag and then he returned it <laughs> <laughs> he was just like this is not me alright so if you're if you're out there and you can get us on the Duncan Robinson podcast let us know Zach Naren so alright Matt we have some Instagram questions I think I'm sure sh- uh, this time I didn't read them last time I did but I when the notifications popped up I saw them some, most of them were longer than the little blurb showed, so I didn't really read the questions. Which ones did you filter out? No, I didn't filter out any. You I'm said that saying, there were some that you didn't want to take seriously, though. Oh, because some of them were not actual questions. Oh. Those I viewed. But the ones that are unread are all, I think, real questions. And I didn't read all. I didn't read the real questions, so I don't know them. 
but hopefully they're real basketball and I'm sure they'll be good. All right, guys. So the first question is from Spencer Jones. Realistic predictions for the Knicks this upcoming season? It's actually a good, a good time to talk about the Knicks moves. Yeah, I mean, I can imagine them ending with the exact same record exact same. in the yep. exact same place, losing again in the first round of the playoffs. But that's the thing. They don't really – how much growth potential do they have? They just invested, what, $35 million in Derrick Rose? At yeah, the end of his career. another 30 in Nerlens Noel. Can Julius Randle take another step? Definitely not. I don't know. I think he's hit his ceiling, which is really yeah. good, and yeah. perennial all-star. Yeah. But quickly is their only legit young guy who might turn into something. Well, R- RJ. RJ, right, right, right. I, mean, I don't, if, think if, if I don't RJ see him with a very step, high ceiling, but... No, yeah. but that's what people were saying at the beginning, too. He came in kind of as a finished product. Right. Um, but yeah, I would I would imagine. Let's see. Last year they ended at forty one thirty one. Adjust that for an eighty two right, game yeah. season. I would put them right. There. I like the Kemba move a lot. I like the Kemba move. I don't think they gave up. Oh, Game's looking at me like he doesn't even know what I'm talking about. When did they get Kemba? Sign and trade. Why? So not sign and trade, but trade from the OKC. Well, I think the Kemba move was great. They didn't really have to do. They didn't really have to do too much um, for the buyout or whatever. So and they didn't have to pay him a lot either because he's still getting a lot of money from OKC. Yeah. I think the Kemba move is nice. I don't really know why they got Derrick Rose then. Maybe they didn't know they were getting Kemba, which seems which seems hard for me to believe. Maybe. I mean, Kemba's not Kemba anymore, but yeah, it's a good move. Sure, it's but better you, than they you're not asking to play 40 minutes. Right. Um, I think he's probably a good point guard for quickly to be behind. Yeah. Um, no, they gave so much money to Noel, I really have no idea why. But, yeah, I think the Knicks... Oh, I don't... I, I'll try and tell my Knicks fans... Like, Fournier sucks. Like, just admit it now. People were excited about it. Fournier is not good. Maybe, I understand why the Knicks had to do it. They need something like that. He's they, average. They have some money to throw around. Yeah. But he will not improve your team in any way. No. So, to be fair, though, in the playoffs, they couldn't score. And he can score a little bit. I don't so. think Kemba will improve the team either. Uh, I like well, it. I, I've really not been in two with free agency. I missed that one. Yeah. All right, but, you know, the Knicks... You're doing your thing. You'll probably finish the same. I, I like I the Knicks get, a lot. I wouldn't get too high. I'm just for the Knicks fans out there. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, probably majority of our listeners are, are Knicks fans. Probably I mean, the team we're represented most by for the fan for the full court press scenes is could <laughs> be. I think they're doing the right fans. things, right? Like they're building up their credibility. Mm-hmm. Again, they invested in a lot of these small, short-term contracts that they can package into a trade. If Bradley Beal becomes available, right. Great trade. Everyone's waiting for. Everyone's just waiting for Bradley Beal. Right? Yeah, everyone. Or what, I guess Dame. What is Bradley Beal doing? If I'm him, I want to get the fuck out of there. Uh, I know one of the questions was about that, so. All right, this is from Manny Smith. Uh, he wrote us a novel, so I'm just going <laughs> to I only it. saw the first sentence I saw was about the Bradley Beal, so. He said, big Beal fan, super happy Westbrook is out. I feel like he took a lot of shots away from Beal. We'll love to hear what you guys have to say about the supporting cast. You know he has in D.C. with Kuz, KCP, and Harold. Or if you think he's going to leave and where would he go. I think... He can be a championship player if he's in the right place. Warriors, question mark. Uh, I think the Wizards are trash, and they're boring, and I don't think anything has changed. I don't know how... There are many other teams that are more boring than the Wizards. I don't think their offseason moves have made any difference. Um, so, yeah, I don't really have too much feedback on the Wizards. I think he'll ask out eventually, and it's going to be a massive haul, and that's their opportunity to restart. But I don't think they're going to end as like a five seed because of these moves. No, definitely not. I do like getting rid of Westbrook, though. Um, I, maybe I'm crazy, but I'm still not convinced that he's going to ask out anytime soon. We've literally... Man, dude, how long have we been having a basketball years. show in some form? Yeah. Like six years? Since like year two, we've been talking about Bradley Beal leaving the Wizards. Why is he still there? I would love to sit down with him, though, and just have like a real conversation about this. What is the incentive to stay? I mean, I've heard interviews with him where he talks about like he loves loyalty... 
He lo- and he likes DC and he really likes DC. I don't know if he loves the organization, but he like he loves DC. This is what he said. Loves DC and like he wants to be that type of guy, just as like Dame's talking. Like he really respects like the Dame mentality, the Dirk mentality, of, like staying in a place and like seeing it through. And he like loves being a leader and like you know having the team under his wing and stuff. So I don't know. To be honest, like the Dame may be leaving or being upset at the least is already shaking my confidence and like you know that if that this thing can even ex- that mentality can exist in the NBA anymore. But Bradley Beal has like never really said anything other to the contrary. So I'm like not really convinced that he's going anywhere yet. It's not like he's like 33 either, you know? So I don't know. It's like 29, right? Definitely under 30. Yeah. yeah. So. I think he's gone by the trade deadline. I mean, he should be. If he had listened to us. 28. 28. If he had listened to us, he would have been a Boston Celtic in 2016. And he probably would have won a championship. So. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why people don't listen to us. We were Just talking about that. Give us a call, Bradley. We were talking about that before he was an All Star. We he has my number. This is where you should go. Yeah. Yeah. I but tweet him all the time. I do like getting rid of Westbrook. I think those are nice players to put around him. Um, Corey Kispert's nice. Um, I like Hachimura. They got a lot of maybe our boy, decent players. Maybe our boy Avdia is gonna have his gonna have a breakthrough second year. I maybe, hope so. Maybe they try to make a move. Maybe they go after who. I don't know, Dame. <laughs> Dame, yeah. I have no put, idea. Put Dame Bradley Bill together, just <laughs> Chuck, just, Chuckers, just, just Chuck it, and people that don't like that are that are unsure about their situations, <laughs> play no defense, and someone's just figured out. Yeah, I don't know. We're not so high on the Wizards. I, I'm higher than I was on them two days ago. Whatever. Yeah, I mean that's just because Westbrook so, is talk about purgatory. I do like a couple players that they have though. I don't, I, I don't think they're, they're the most. Yeah, I don't think it's going to turn into anything. Who knows, dude? Hachimura is fine. You have to believe in Abdi. Ish Smith, I like. Yeah, you like Ish I do like Ish Smith, actually. Okay. He's very fast. All right, we'll go next. Right, but, th- but thank you for the question, Manny. Thanks All for right, the question. All right, two, two more questions. This one's from David Shepard. Bulls top four seed, question mark. I don't think the Bulls are going to be a top four seed um, just because of what the teams that we listed ahead of them. Obviously, the Nets, the Bucks, the Sixers, I think, is a surefire top three. I think the Heat are still significantly better than the Bulls. But I don't I'm not. I'm not... Positive, the Hawks will be better than than the Bulls. I think the Hawks will be the five seed, and I don't know. The Knicks might be still better than the Bulls, but I think I, I, they're in that same. Whatever that tier is, whatever the Heat to them tier is, the four, the eight, they're definitely squarely in that tier. I think. Yeah, I think they'll make the plan, but no, I don't think they'll be a top four seed. Yeah, but they could make. I, I think it's possible to make more than the plan now. Yeah, they it's, got it's, lot of it's definitely possible. Yeah, and with Atlanta, with Atlanta, it, it looks like it wouldn't fit, right? And then it yeah. clicked, and it did fit. Yeah. Billy just, Donovan's a good coach, so maybe. I'm very curious about the DeMar DeRozan piece. I'm excited to Let's watch them works. for the first time in years. They have an exciting team. Yeah, it's true. And I like Patrick Williams. I also, I, I don't want to knock last year too much, but I, I liked Vucevic a lot beforehand. Yeah, So I really like Vucevic. Yeah, I'm hoping that's like an aberration. Of the They're not going to defend anybody ever, though. Uh, Caruso, I guess. Yeah, Zach Levine's just not really a serviceable def- defender. Vucevic does not protect the rim. Yeah. Patrick Williams, though, is well, they have a no big, good wing, they have wing no defender. Yeah. They literally have no big men. Yeah. They're I don't know. I, I can't figure it out because I keep remembering other people on the team now. They're going to have to sign someone. I like the offseason. They're not going to be a top four seed, though. No. Agreed. All right. Last and final question from uh, Roy Shack, Mr. Roy Shakurchi. The artist? Uh, yeah. Roy Shack Music, actually. Um, who's winning this offseason so far? We didn't really have anybody who decisively won the offseason. The Magic? I think you can Maybe make, the Bulls. I think you can make the argument the Bulls are. <laughs> yeah. Because they, I think they improved their team the most, I would say. Um, you want my biased opinion? My biased opinion is the Nets because I don't think our rivals got any better. Right. And I think we might have gotten better. So 
that's not really a fun answer, but I think the Nets did a very good job in the draft, and I think they've done a very good job in the free agency. I think the Pacers should be in there, addition by subtraction, getting rid of a terrible coach that everybody actively hated yeah. and replacing them with the most, maybe the most competent coach in the league. That's fair. Um, I like the Spurs offseason, even though they had the odd draft pick. Just finally going young. Yeah, How they, boring they, to, to... Did the Spurs sign Zach Collins? Stick with Aldridge. Yeah, they took a flyer on him. Okay. I think $7 million a year. All right. Pretty reasonable. Okay. I've never seen him like play for three straight months. Lost Patty Mills, though. Lost Patty Mills. Um, but yeah, the Bulls had a good offseason. It's probably the Bulls, right? Yeah, like overnight they became fun and interesting. Yeah. I, I guess people would say the Heat, probably. But, yeah, um, and the Magic again. The Magic had a really good draft night. Yeah, and also, if I'm a Magic fan, I'm hopeful for the first time in how long. You and Markel Fultz, Jalen Suggs in the backcourt, pretty dynamic defensive duo. Yep. I don't think the offseason's done. No. I mean, Dragic's going to go somewhere. The big trade everyone's waiting for is still out there. A lot of teams did. Dame or Beal? Maybe either. I mean, a lot yeah. of teams talk about teams like Celtics, right? A lot of teams have done nothing, and maybe in anticipation that like something is going to happen. Also, like, I'm just going to, like, I think I don't love the Chris Paul deal. There's no way to love the Chris Paul deal, but I think the Suns may have, one might be the wrong word, but I think I want to give credit to the Suns because they had this cheap-ass yeah, owner finally. who never did anything. They finally had a great team, and you know what they did? They signed Chris Paul. They did what they had to do. They continued something. I, I think that was very important for them to do. So, I don't know if they won the offseason, but I don't know, a little bit of kudos, honestly, to their fans. Like, whatever, credit to Credit to the fans, the wrong word. Congrats to the fans. Yeah. Yeah. They deserve that. Like, Finally for you guys. Good for them. Yeah. yeah. The so. Warriors, just by virtue of health, had a big offseason. Yeah. Just getting Clay back. Clay's not hurt yet. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully he never gets hurt again. Oh, I forgot. I PJ, can, PJ Tucker also signed with the Heat. So yeah. They did sign a bunch of guys. PJ Tucker, another timeless person. I'm excited to watch Clay, though. I love Clay. Very hard to not like him. Clay's the best. Tough luck. Jesus Christ. Whew. Dude, that was a good, good show. What do we think? Jam packed? Good epi. Got some final thoughts? Well, yeah, we'll stick around, you know, throughout the offseason. Maybe we'll recap the Summer League Championships. Grizzlies won a couple years ago. Um, and John Morant didn't even play, so yeah. I probably, wow. I could have guessed they'd be this good this quickly. Yeah. Um, oh, it was, it was all Watanabe, right? Yeah. He was, he was big time. Yeah. But I, I wanted to ask you at the beginning, and, and my final thought is, like, weren't you exhausted by the end of this? I love basketball. Of course, I'm addicted to it. I'm watching it all the time. I listen to two to three hours of basketball content a day, I would say. I actually just did a presentation at work about my love of basketball in full court press. Like in my team meeting, we did some... Do you guys do work? Or we did like personal things about us. You oh, you're shouting out full court press? Yeah, of course. Wow. Of course. Um, yeah, wow, big time. But it, it was exhausting. It was like a... And if I feel exhausted, I can imagine the players are just dead right now. But like fans, no fans, all COVID experience, delays, players missing time. Yeah. It sucked. Just ready for the world to go back to normal. It was nice to have packed crowds yeah. uh, for the playoffs. Even though the Grizzlies only had like 25% in Memphis. Doesn't make any sense. But yeah, looking forward to uh, a normal season, 82 games. Hopefully like a regular start, less injuries, um, and more fans, more energy. I think I texted you right after the Bucks won. Like I'm, I'm very glad it's over. Like, I didn't need any more games, yeah. which I've, like, never really felt before. I wasn't really even rooting for Game 7, like, normal. Like, I was just ready for it to be done. Um, I will say, though, like, how amazing Giannis was kind of, like, left me with a really good taste at the end of the year, you know? Yeah. If, there was, if there wasn't something like that, I would have just felt like whatever. But it was a really, like, I, it was such an exciting way to end it. I felt pretty good about it. But, yeah, I mean, Fringy's been, like, you know, not the wildest, but things happening. So that's exciting. I enjoyed I watched the draft on a plane ride. They mm. had um, one of those freed, like, direct 
TV things going on, so I watched a little draft on mute. That was nice. pretty sick. You don't need the sound on. No. You know? Um, you guys want my a Space Jam review? <laughs> yeah, please. Is it worth watching? Um, I do think Space Jam is worth watching. I think it's getting a lot of crap for no reason. It's a fucking kids movie. I don't know who's going to this movie and like, put, like pointing out plot points and stuff. And like, oh, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. So I'm like, LeBron's acting is not great. Like, it's a kids movie. It was very funny. I thought there were a bunch of laugh out loud moments. Yeah, the ratings are really bad. <laughs> I thought there were a bunch of laugh out loud moments that were pretty good. Um, the story's ridiculous, but whatever. It was fun. Wasn't it too much CGI, though? Okay, yeah, whatever. I'd say it was the best movie ever, but it wasn't. I, I, you, th- you I texted thought, us that it was the best movie ever. I thought it was thoroughly entertaining. I laughed out loud multiple times. I will say the their equivalent of the Monstars, like the other NBA players, yeah. was pretty lame. Yeah, um, there wasn't really much to it. But should have brought back Sean Bradley. Yeah, Sean Bradley. Just like the way they did it was like kind of dumb. But um, I don't know. You saw Clay for like a hot sec. Honestly, the biggest problem was that they didn't play Fly Like an Eagle. Mm. It wasn't in the movie. Like how shouldn't they've had like a sick Fly Like an Eagle like remix? Yeah. Like. With like maybe a rap in the middle, it's I don't a big know. Miss. Seemed like a pretty big missed opportunity. Yeah, uh, and they also just like copy like the beginning of the movie was like a blatant copy of like the beginning of Space Jam with like a kid version of LeBron and like talking about like becoming like a famous player. So there were some lame moments, but overall, overall, I would recommend watching it. Maybe not go to the theater and pay money like I did. You could just watch it on HBO Max if you have it for free. But that's probably worth it. It's probably worth it. That's a moving note to end on. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll hopefully do some more fun stuff. We'll do some recaps, but maybe also just fun stuff. You got if you have an ideas for fun topics, fun things you want to talk about, let us know. Let producer Matt know. Tell him directly. He'll get, be, get Sarah to make a new graphic. He'll be cool. Maybe maybe we'll get a new graphic. She's good at that. Well, that's the same graphic I posted. Oh, really? I posted before. Oh. I just reused it. Oh. Yeah. Did, did the fans out there did they notice? I I thought it was a new graphic. If someone stuck around, whatever, if like we're fifty to an hour into the podcast, they probably did notice because they're probably <laughs> like the one person who's in, who's an avid listener. So, whew, season's over. Yep. Twenty twenty one is done. Thanks to our fans. Thanks to producer Matt and brother Brett, who's not here this time. Yep. And thanks to our sponsors. Yeah. Um, Upcoming. Too many to name. Yeah. Too many, yeah, I can't was, remember that. It would actually be rude. You probably heard them during the commercial break, though. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Till next time. <laughs>